Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. The Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. All right, welcome back in the Zone. Final hour today from the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Let's dive in on entertainment and birthdays, and then we'll get to our... Speaker today, Jackie Sherrill. It was a good visit with him earlier. For those of you who uh, had issues with the audio on our video stream earlier, apologies, but that video, uh, or the audio rather, will be posted on our podcast site. So Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast normally or where you listen to The Zone when you miss it, that option is available, but we did not uh, get it on the video. So apologies for that. Uh, but we'll get that cleaned up and we'll get it squared away for tomorrow and beyond. Let's dive in. Today's entertainment report is brought to you by Bell and Sword Gentlemen's Clothing in Conway. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram or stop by Bell and Sword's new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. A 20-inch X-Wing Starfighter model for the original 1977 Star Wars movie just sold for $3.13 million. The prop, one of four special models used for close-ups in the film's final battle, was discovered in the home of an Oscar-nominated visual effects artist who died in May of 22. His friends were clearing out his garage, and they discovered the X-Wing tucked away in a box filled with packing peanuts. The model, built by George Lucas' special effects uh, studio, Industrial Light and Magic, had been missing for decades. His friends told the Times they didn't know how he came into possession of the X-Wing. The model was put on auction and on Sunday sold for $3.13 million. Um, I don't know who owns it or where the money went, but that is what it went for. you got to think it went back to the studio, you would think, because it's their property, right? And, and they said they don't know how he got it. It was like apparently he walked off the set with it, is the way I'm guessing. <laughs> but he's dead now, so we won't hold him accountable. But it doesn't say here specifically how, uh, how he ended up with it. Now, it could have been a gift, I guess, but they say missing, so obviously somebody didn't know where it was. Uh, Cody Johnson's new album, Leather, is out next month. In an interview with uh, Billboard, he was asked about the cover photo, which features a close-up of his bloody, tattooed hands holding onto a strip of leather. It wasn't created in a studio. He says, I was working at the ranch that day, so I told my photographer to come over. That's blood and hair in that picture from castrating bulls and giving them shots that day. We didn't stage any of it. We got started at 5 a.m. and worked all day, and he ended up getting some incredible photos while we were working. Okay, that's interesting. Too much information. Not too much uh, cover photo for sure. Uh, over the weekend, the box office has correctly predicted on Friday in the zone, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie dominated $95 million worth. The Exorcist finished second, $11 million bucks. So kudos to Taylor, who spent the weekend hanging out with Travis Kelsey. Apparently they hit the SNL set. He had a little cameo on there, and... They walked out of their hand in hand. Uh, sad news today: Suzanne Summers dead after a 50-year battle with cancer, just one day before her birthday, mm. which is today. She would have been 77. Did you say 50-year battle? 50-year. Well, I mean, off and on, obviously. Oh, okay, I understand. You know, not not That's consistently, pretty... but it is incredible. Yeah, she's a uh, she's a. That's amazing. I guess first diagnosed in her late 20s. It's amazing. Uh, and says she survived an aggressive form of breast cancer for over 23 years. Wow. Anyway, RIP. And then last but not least, except for least, last and least, let me just say it that way, Jada Pinkett Smith is giving further insight into her and Will Smith's commitment to one another despite deciding to live separate lives seven years ago. Here's what gets me. She says, um, 
I made a promise there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. There is a reason for you to get a divorce. <laughs> you don't live together anymore. You're, You're not really married anymore. Just get divorced. What are you doing? I don't understand it. She said she was shocked when he smacked uh, Chris Rock and called her his wife. She apparently she... hadn't called her his wife for some time. The whole thing is ridiculous. She deserved a jock strap and jock strap to me for not giving her one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do uh, birthdays. What do we what do we have to offer today, Christian? We have a pair of tickets to go to the State Fair, I along with a pair Fair. of tickets for the Night Ranger concert on Saturday I'll night, and a parking pass, so you get all of it. Oh, that's amazing. That's a great gift package. I'm going to go to the fair a couple times this week. Looking forward to that. All right, let's do it. Birthday Trivia in the Zone is brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill? Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. It's Elia's in Moralton. All right, let's make it snappy, shall we? Okay. Jordan is with Christian. Wes... We'll get this other person over here. While he's answering, uh, Jeff, Coach Pittman's talking with media. No Rocket Sanders this week. All right, let's go. Here we go. Uh, this guy's a basis for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea. Yep. How old? I don't know his birth name, but Flea is 62. Nope. 61. Bingo, bango. Uh, this guy's an actor. He's been on the show before. Bull Durham, Top Gun, Jacob's Ladder. Tim Robbins. That's right. Uh, How old? Andy Dufresne. 66. Nope. Andy Dufresne is 65. Bingo Bango, very good. This guy is a singer and guitarist. He used to date Taylor Swift briefly. John Mayer? That's right. Oh. How old is he? John Mayer is 44. Nope. 45. Six. So, tennis player has won two Australian Opens, two U.S. Opens, and took some time away Andre from Agassi? mental health. Andy Roddick. Concerned she. Serena oh, Williams? Coco Crisp. Oh, no. Coco Crisp. Yeah. No. Coco Golf? No, not her nope, either. Her either. Uh, Naomi Osaka, happy birthday, 26. Ah, yeah. This NFL football player attended the University of Colorado back when they were good in Eric the Bieden? day. Nope. Quarterback. Threw a very famous Hail Mary against Stewart? Michigan. Don't tell the pig skin I brought it up. Yeah, that's right. How old is Slash? Uh, slash, the quarterback, not the guitarist, is... Hmm, that's good. 40... No, 51. 51, bingo, bingo, that's it. Christian, well done. Jordan, you're the winner. Congratulations. Enjoy Night Ranger. Let's head inside. Jackie Sherrill, speaking to the Little Rock Touchdown Club with David Basil. PR guy. Now, you, uh, uh, that staff also had Howard Schnellenberger as a coach, who obviously turned out to be an amazing coach. You also had Gene Stallings that was on that staff as well, so some great coaches. You had Pat James, Coach Stallings, uh, Coach Schnellenberger, I mean, on and on, and all of them ended up, you know, being great coaches other places. You shared with me something last night that Bear Bryant had said about uh, su- suspending great players. What, what? How did you phrase that? Well, I learned... You know, we always learn from your mentor. Uh, I've learned that you don't get rid of great players. You discipline them, but you don't get rid of great players. You know, he disciplined uh, Joe Namath, you know, kicked him off, well, removed him from the team. But his his wife, Miss Mary Harmon, uh, she told Joe to come and live in their basement. And so when Coach Bryant got home, she told him, you know, Joe's in our basement. That's where he's going to live. So uh, that's where he lived. <laughs> Speaking of, we got a picture of, uh, of, of Joe. Now, you were telling me. Now, listen, you, you've coached some of the greatest players of all time, but you said this guy was just, uh, including Ken Stabler, even at Alabama. You played with him, Ken, yeah. Pat Sloan, but this guy was, was above all. Joe was the best athlete I ever played or coached, and he ran four or five. And we had a, a young man that won the 60 in the SEC, and he could not outrun Joe on grass. He could on the track, but not grass. And But he could play. You know, he tore his knee up. We were playing Florida, ran the option, made a cut, and that's put him backwards there. And, he, and you said he did bump heads with with uh, with Coach Bryant occasionally. Uh, 
I would say he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but then not, you, not many would get away with it. That's though. right. He kicked it up. Well, then you go from, you spent one year as a GA at Alabama as you finished, and you decided right. you wanted to, to go to Arkansas. You know, uh, my roommate was Bobby Roper. Bobby Roper is probably, a lot of you remember, was all uh, Southwest Conference defensive end. He came to Alabama as the GA. We were roommates, and I you know, and said, well, I'll go to Arkansas. And I went, met Coach Bryant walking into his office one day, and I said, Coach, I'd like, would you call Coach Brawls? And he said, do they have a job? I said, no, sir, I'm going there as a GA. He did not talk to me from that point on because he wasn't happy I was leaving Alabama to go to Arkansas. But he did uh, help me get the the job. Yeah, by the way, too, uh, Coach was the last two-way player for Bear Bryant to play both ways. Too, In that right? group, yes. I want to make sure and miss that. Yeah. So, uh, Coach Brawls, I know we got a picture of Coach up here. So you were one year that, as a matter of fact, Barry Switcher you see right there to the right on that staff. I think we've got that next picture, too, of the 60. This might have been, this was, you see Barry Switcher right there in the middle. Coach Majors, if you're looking at the picture, Coach Majors is the far left, uh, and Coach Switcher's in the middle. So when you got to Arkansas, what did you, what did you learn and take away from Coach Brawls? Well, he's, Coach Brawls was the best businessman in, in coaching I've been around. Uh, he was very intelligent, uh, but he also let the coaches coach he also let the coaches discipline the players and uh you know wilson yeah so I, when we were naming off uh assistant coaches and when i mentioned wilson matthews you, your eyes got big and said oh yeah from, <laughs> yeah. Di- from a discipline standpoint yeah and you got some of it yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> probably got a hell of a lot <laughs> And he was, uh, and so, so you said Coach Brules, you know, let his assistants do most of the coaching. Talk about what you remember about that one year you were there at Arkansas. Well, you know, he had a great coaching staff. Coach Brules always would hire coaches that were really good. Uh, you know, he hired Richard Williams who went away from Alabama a few years later. But uh, being around, being organized, Coach Brules was very organized, very intelligent. But again, he did the meetings, let the coaches go and get ready for practice, and they ran practice. So you're there one year, and Coach Majors decides that he gets the opportunity to go to Iowa State, and he he asks you as well as some other pretty darn good coaches to go there. Well, he didn't ask me. I went and asked Coach Majors, and he looked at me and said, what can you coach? And I said, Coach, if you're a coach, you can coach anything. (laughs) Yeah, He kind of looked at me, I don't know. But Coach Brawls got me the job. He, Coach Majors went and asked him, and Coach Brawls said, you need to hire him. So you went there, and the other assistants were, you had Jimmy Johnson had was coaching high school. Larry Lacewell, Jimmy Johnson uh, were, the, were there on the same time, and they both became head coaches. Uh, of course, we know Jimmy's uh, record. Uh, but uh, Coach Brawls, Coach Bryant, if you look at their tree, uh, they have tremendous coaching trees, and Coach Majors uh, always later in his life before he passed. Uh, I think he had the most head coaches of any any coach. I th- I'm pretty sure he had 33 former coaches that were head coaches. Yeah, Coach, you, you remind me a little bit of Coach Majors. So you guys are very successful at Iowa State. Get the opportunity to go to Pitt. And talk about that. Now, again, you guys are all Southern guys. And, you know, of course, Coach Majors was a star at Tennessee. So why Pitt? Which Pitt was very bad at the time. Uh, they were 1-10, 1-10, 1-10. They had won three games in the past three years. The administration, of course, they never will admit it. But, you know, most administrations won't admit anything anyway. So, you know, my wife and my daughter... Uh, she's uh, to preference that. My wife's a songwriter, singer, entertainer, but she also is writing a book. And I said, Bonnie, I need to be six foot under before you publish this book. And she looked at me and she said, Why? Nobody's paying your salary, so so nobody. So I can answer that. 
So, so you go to Pitt, and uh, immediately it, it's it's a different kind of. The towns yes. were different in that area than than maybe different parts of the country. Well, you're any coach that goes, you're 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 there to coach. So being at the town, but Pittsburgh during that time, you know, football with you know at Pittsburgh Steelers with baseball, and with Pitt, all three won a national championship at the same time so it was a great sports town uh, but going back uh, to Pittsburgh we signed that year 76 players junior college in four years later is when uh, Pitt won the national championship one of the key uh, signees this is uh, coach majors and actually this young man spoke at our uh, touchdown club banquet a few weeks ago Tony Dorsett uh, what a fine he ended up being. And he talked about you going in his mom's kitchen. I think he got the story a little mixed up, right? Well, my mother's uh, always made uh, pecan pies. In the south, pecan pies are made with light maple. In the north, they're made with dark maple. So it's a different taste. And so my mother sent me uh, some pies all the time. So I took one to Miss Dorset. And we were in the kitchen, and no one ever went in her kitchen but her and her family. And Tony walked in the door, and he kind of looked, and he, he said, What the hell are you doing here, <laughs> you know, in the kitchen? But uh, you, you always recruit the mother. Uh, you know, we think as as dads, as dads, we think, you know, we control, but no, that ain't true. <laughs> But I never recruited a player unless I went into saw in presence he with the presence of his mother. I could tell more in five minutes of the kid's character at that time than I could any other way. And if a kid did not respect his mother, uh, I did not recruit him. And I had some kids that that happened. Uh, and but. And even it went the other way, too, where you would get from the high school coach or you'd get something from uh, in the community that the kid was negative on the kid, either his character or his attitude. And one great player we recruited, you know, the coach was saying he got an issue. When I went in the home with he and his mother, he had no issue, and I'm glad I didn't listen to the coaches. I only listened to a coach one time, and that was Jerry Ball. Jerry Ball played for Bo, uh, Port Arthur or Beaumont, uh, and the assistant coach that went to see him said he the, hit the high school coaches said he had an issue. I said, "Don't recruit him." Well, Jerry Ball wanted to come to A&M his whole life. He goes to SMU, great player, All-American, goes and was All-Pro, and he's making every getting ready to play SMU, watching the film. He's making every tackle from sideline to sideline for 60 minutes. And I called the assistant coach in and I said, any player that goes from sideline to sideline for 60 minutes, like and plays like he plays, he doesn't have a character problem. And, it, and then I said, by the way, I'll make those decisions. <laughs> the, uh, you, the crazy thing is that uh, you, you guys recruited all those great players. You left in 76 to coach at Washington State. That was a year that Pitt won the national championship with yeah. Tony Dorsett. So you go to Washington State that one year. Johnny Majors decides to leave after the national championship and go to his alma mater, Tennessee. So they asked you to come back. So only one year at Washington State. Yes. But you, but you saw the opportunity to come back. Well, you know, Pittsburgh when we went there, it's uh, at that time with all the steel mills up to both rivers, among Haley and the Allegheny. Uh, you had a lot of young people playing football, but also were very, very tough. We went south to get the speed and recruited a lot of kids out of Georgia, Mississippi, and Florida. And I was able to go into Mississippi and recruited Hugh Green uh, and then went into Florida and recruited a kid by the name of Ricky Jackson. But we had a lot of kids out of, out of the South that gave us the speed. And we were able to – the senior class was 1980. Uh, David, there were 18 players that went to pro camp. 
18. Yeah. You had three consecutive 11-1 seasons, right, at yes. those three years? If that head coach had been smarter, we would have been 12. You know? <laughs> I don't know who in the hell he was. <laughs> well, you, we're talking, uh, and I think we've got a picture of uh, one of the quarterbacks on that team. That's Dan Marino. That's, uh, yeah. So you had Dan Marino. You hadn't even mentioned Mark May, Jimbo Colbert. Uh, Russ Grimm, right? All those guys that part of that eighteen. I mean, they were they're Hall of Famers everywhere. Yeah, and Bill Fralick, Bill Fralick, Jimbo yeah. uh, Covert. You have uh, all five. Well, four out of the five will be in the Hall of Fame. You have two right. now, and Mark will later in life, and same with Bill Fralick. I didn't ask you this last night, but uh, Rex, if you remember, <laughs> Barry Switzer spoke to us probably ten, ten years ago, and. Uh, you know, I asked Barry, I said, you know, the statute of limitations is up. Uh, do you want to share anything about any of your players maybe that took some extra incentive to come? He said, oh, yeah, he said the, he said, the statute of limitations is up. And he said, he said uh, and I brought up Keith Jackson because, you know, obviously we wanted to have Keith Jackson in Arkansas. He said, uh, best 20000 ever spent in my career is what he said. <laughs> so I want to give you the statute of limitations is up. Do you want to share anything like Coach Witcher about all those great recruits? Uh, no. <laughs> but 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 I did Barry's a friend still, and I sent Marcus Dupree to Oklahoma, and Barry will tell you the biggest mistake he made. He did not move his mother, and his brother was a handicap handicapped young man. He didn't move them to Oklahoma because Marcus would go home to see his brother and mother on after the game and then he'd come back on Sunday then all of a sudden he came back on Monday and then he came back on Tuesday and Barry got upset about it which he should have but he should have married should have brought his mother and, and brother to OU uh, so there's a lot of stories that probably could be published. Now we have the NLI, so it doesn't make a damn anymore. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. It's no. not legal now. I, one other story if we go to A&M, uh, talk about the recruitment of Mark May and Joe Paterno. You and Joe sort of got into it a little bit. You want to share that real quick? Well, uh, we probably didn't like each other at that time. And later, Joe invited my wife and I to Penn State for a game at his house, and and I went into his, had me talk to the team, and I went into the, his office, and I said, Joe, I'm a tag-along. And he said, what do you mean? I said, you invited my wife. You didn't invite me. I'm tagging along. And he looked at me, and he said, well, that probably is right. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we were recruiting, and Coach Paterno had Mark Marks and told Mark we couldn't couldn't graduate from Pitt our kids performance wise or graduation rate and I got upset and uh, anyway make a long story short I had a, another coach Tony Wise that became really a great offensive line coach for Miami and then the Cowboys and I told him, I said, go sign my uh, Mark. I said, if you don't sign him, don't come back. And he had all of his clothes packed in his car because he wasn't going to come back. But Mark ended up being a great player, as we know. And you actually called Coach Paterno and told him you weren't happy about that. Uh, I called Sunday night, yes. <laughs> so you decide to leave Pitt and, and take the opportunity to take a and uh, you got there, and uh, it, the success didn't come right off the, the bat. So, no. it, it, but uh, but you knew it had a lot of potential. Obviously, we we played those years. We we talked about the coldest game that you and I both ever participated. It was 1984 in Fayetteville. Right. It was just above freezing, and uh, we we won that game. Well, the rain was freezing. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so you said it was. So we won. If you remember, this is one of the ones we can brag on. We did the Arkansas won. I think 35 to nothing that game, but it was miserable. And you said you 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 made the poor decision on where to stay the night before. Well, we stayed up in uh, Bella Vista. Bella Vista. And, you know, you were staying in cabins, the first thing, and then we had the game at 11 because of the TV, so you get, have to get up at 4. There's no lights outside, none of the players, and we had a, didn't do a good job. We were going to have breakfast at a pancake place in between there in Bella Vista in, in Fayetteville. 
when we got there, they did not have enough personnel to feed all the players, so some of the players didn't get to eat. But it started sleeting, and it was cold. Uh, we made a mistake. Well, the mistake was we the quarterback that started, we put him out of the game, and the backup quarterback, we couldn't stop him. And at halftime, David, that was the first time I had nothing to say. <laughs> Just wanted to get out. Just wanted to get out of town. Oh yes. The uh, so, but uh, you got to tell us about the twelfth man. For those that don't know, that was something that the tradition is sort of back in 1922 with one student who was willing to go on the field and and uh, be there in case the team needed him. But you thought maybe that you saw a vision of what the twelfth man could be even bigger than that. Yeah, in 1922, King Gill was a football basketball player, but he didn't go to the Cotton Bowl plan. Uh, it's back then was a Dixie Classic, and they were losing some players getting hurt. So they asked him to come out of the stands. He did one. I mean, out of the stands, he went under the stands, changed, and got dressed in uniform. Stood on the sideline, and so from that point on, at Texas A&M, that's why the students stand the whole game uh, because of the twelfth man. Uh, fast forward. Uh, a player came in my office, broke in my office, and he said, well, he, he actually did, ran right by the secretary, burst the door open, and he said, do you want to be uh, the head coach, or do you want to be just another head coach? And so he challenged me and put me in the off and walked. That's another tradition. So he took me to the bonfire and, and put me up, and I was working on the bonfire. But I saw the Red Potch pass their hats with a hand pick the other red pot to work on the bonfire and when I saw him take the licks with the axe handle I said there's 40,000 students here that are very tough and also have no regard for their body I can find kids that can cover kickoffs so you got you decided to, you got it for you started with David Bill. Yeah, two hundred fifty-two. You put out a request, said yeah, no experience needed. Put it in the student newspaper. No required, uh, no experience required, and there was two hundred and fifty-two showed up, two females, and David was in charge. David Bill, and we whittled that down to forty, and so forty came out to spring practice, and then the first year there were seventeen. And then from then after, we had had 40. But as a coach, you can imagine having 40 extra bodies at, at spring practice, how it really helped the football team because they didn't have to go against each other. They could go against the 12th man. And, but they were good, David. They, their average for five years, it was 12.5. The longest was like 28 yards until we played Bo Jackson in the Cotton Bowl, and he went out to the 43. Think about this. So what he's saying there is, this is what drives me nuts because I played special teams. Every kickoff, that's the farthest the return was, was 12 yards. And the first year, the first year you did the 12th man, the kickoff coverage was number one in the nation. Yes. At, at that amount, at 12.8 yards, the first year. And so that was a really neat thing. For five years. For five they, years, yeah. yeah. They were either number one or in the top three. And now they continue that tradition with, with just one player wearing yeah. the number 12, right? Yeah. When I told the staff the next morning from the bonfire, and I told the staff what I wanted to do, no one liked it. Our seed said, Coach, I think you fell off that stack. <laughs> and uh, so our seed did not like it. And they go to West Texas playing Texas Tech. And they ran a kickoff back, and then that's when he decided they're only one. You uh, then uh, uh, obviously your next stop was uh, Mississippi State. Yes, and uh, became the all-time. We have a cow back here. Yeah, Bell, I know. Let's ring that cowbell. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead, look at it. He's got. It. <laughs> now, as when I went there, everybody in the conference was raising cane about the cowbells, and at that time. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee piped in music. And, of course, at Alabama, you still hear the during the game and before the game, there are 
to use the PV speakers. At Tennessee, they would line the field with the big PV speakers. That's the rock band speakers. And on their side, it would be facing the stands. On the visitor side, it's facing the field. So you couldn't talk. So playing at Pittsburgh, we brought a team into Tennessee, Coach Majors, and I was coaching at Tennessee, and I gave our security guys wire cutters. And I, and I said, cut the speaker wires. Well, he did, but he cut them too early. They repaired them. <laughs> and I said, right before kickoff, cut them again. He did. So we didn't have to hear the rocky top. <laughs> but now Tennessee... You know, and so it was back and forth, raising cane about cowbells, and I'm saying, well, wait a minute. I said, you've got schools piping in music and piping in. So at, at Tennessee, playing Rocky Top, the band, there's no way in hell you can hear Rocky Top being played by the band with 100,000 people talking or, or singing. But now they have speakers all the way around the mezzanine, so it's still loud. The uh, <laughs> the last picture here I'm going to show up there. For those who don't know this story, I'm just, it's put the picture up. And for those who who know the story, now, are you so, going to do this? Yeah, I, you know I got to do it, Coach, because some people don't know this story, and so now, uh, you have ladies here. Now. That's okay. Listen, now, this, this, these are these are, far, these are all farm families. Now, so you also have some. <laughs> My mother's here. Mother's okay with it. So, um, you guys were getting ready to play Texas. You'd already been at Texas A&M, and so you decided to do some educational. You termed this was educational and motivational, I believe, is what when the president called you into his office to ask why you had done this, yeah, right? He, yeah, he wasn't very happy. <laughs> so explain the story. And, to and also, heard it. also, the feds came down. The feds. Yeah, and for a week. And when he left, he came in my office and smiled and said, "I'll see you." But well, real quick, for those that are listening, uh, we just—I put a picture of uh, of a bull of, uh, up there, and you guys were playing the Texas Longhorns, and you can go from there. In the meeting, I asked our players, "Did anybody know what a steer is?" Because you know Texas steer, and I'll say this: Do you know how much tranquilizers they have to give that steer from running? wild they give him a bunch but that's okay to the pub uh, to them but anyway so i asked if anybody knew what a steer was players know from mississippi and alabama we're going to practice we had one person that was jimmy hems that played at texas on the staff and we're going to practice one of the managers runs up to me and says coach uh, we're in the cattle business we do 25 30 a day uh, would you like my father? And I said, sure. Well, they bring the bull, and 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 there was a track girl running across the field, and she tells her mother, and her mother worked at the vet school. That's how it went public. And Jim Lampley called me, and I said, Jim, do you know what a steer is? He said, no. I said, well, you do now. <laughs> now, I, I use this when somebody brings it up, David, for your information, I carry a little knife, it's sharp as hell, you know, and I will tell you, I show you in three seconds. <laughs> That's okay. But the, and the moral of the story is, you you beat Texas like 28 to 10, you whipped them, right? Uh, yes. And uh, and so then then that's when the, everybody started PETA not PETA but the, the vet the, the president all wanted to see what you had to say about it. Well, and the the feds, the feds. <laughs> yeah, and it was a big deal. Uh, I didn't really think it was, but <laughs> I wasn't smart enough to know. So not to ask, just go no. ahead and, and do it and ask for yeah. forgiveness. I wasn't very welcome at the vet school. <laughs> Uh, how many times, by the way, did you beat Texas at either A and M or? Uh, yeah, we beat them seven years in a row. You know, seven we years four, in a row. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. We, this crowd likes that. That's, yeah. that's a positive. Uh, well, I can't. You know, Texas. I can say this, Judy. You understand this. Uh, the reason the South and Coach Brawls, 
was extremely intelligent as a businessman. But at that time, going all the way back, Texas dissolved the radio network that we had. Jim Host came in and out of, Ar out of Kentucky, and he was going to do the radio of the Southwest Conference. Coach Brawls went to the state legislature, had them a vote that every radio station in the state could carry Arkansas Network football. And here in Little Rock, everywhere else, if you in the city, then you could have one station. But here in Little Rock, I think all the stations carried Arkansas football. So I wouldn't sign the contract because host gave Texas an unfair advantage. Texas signed, paid host 600000 they host would pay the assistant coaches, and but they would use the satellite. The satellite back then cost five thousand per hour, but they gave it to them for a hundred or two hundred an hour for their coaches' show and their coaches' TV show. I wouldn't sign the contract. So they had a special meeting, and because it was an unfair advantage, they had a special meeting and. During the meeting, they told me I was the AD as well. They told me if if I didn't sign the contract, I couldn't. We couldn't go to the Cotton Bowl. And I said, "That's fine. We'll go to the Orange or Sugar." <laughs> they didn't like that, but <laughs> but anyway, we ended up. I wouldn't sign it, and ended up signing it. And I told Jim. He asked me what it would take. I said, it's very simple. You write a letter to everybody in the conference that you did, in fact, give Texas an unfair advantage. But fast forward, uh, when uh, I'll go back to the SEC. I want to hear the end of the story, but we got to hit a break. I'm sorry. Uh, I like hearing about the business side of things as well. And uh, Coach Cheryl was a treat today. That was a lot of fun. we got to hit a timeout. It's 1243 as we head in. But our friends over at Guadi Chevrolet, and you know the place to be since 1957. Great selection, still doing awesome financing on Silverados, and they're still doing under 3% on brand new Equinox. That's the 24s, not the 23s. So if you're looking for a deal on an SUV or a truck, obviously if you're looking for a car, it's a spot as well. All kinds of options, and uh, you can build it how you like it if you want, or you can go out and visit and see what they have in the lot right now. Great selection available currently, and they're trying to load up right now on pre-owns as well, so they're doing all kinds of crazy deals for trades and looking around at auction for vehicles as well, trying to really give you a lot of great options on the pre-owned as well. You can see all their vehicles new and pre-owned at GuadiChevrolet.com, and uh, for those of you looking to get in on a low payment, Really trying to stock up on those vehicles where you can get in for under 300 bucks a month. So, uh, again, here to help, and that's how you do it. I've been doing it a long time. Great uh, service during and after the sale. It is Guadi Chevrolet. They're out in Jacksonville. Go by and see them. It's the Gregory Street exit. Got a long break here. We'll come back and uh, hit a couple of things. Uh, preview quickly. We'll hear from both quarterbacks in the NFL game tonight. And uh, I got another note here. A jockstrap I missed for the NFL. We'll get to that coming up. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin Sollers in North Little Rock, or Michael Ludwig in Greenbrier today. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. This is Sports Center. Arkansas fell to Alabama 24-21 in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. After the game, Coach Sam Pittman talked about the losing streak and the goals for the rest of the season. Surely there's going to be some team that's not ranked in the top 15 in the country that's going to play us, you know, at some point at our place. We just got to continue to fight and all those things. We got 
a hard road to get bowl eligible, but that is our goal. We've got to start it Saturday. The Razorbacks will get to play an actual home game in Fayetteville this upcoming weekend for the first time since September 16th. They'll host Mississippi State for an 11 o'clock kickoff. And tonight on Monday Night Football, the Chargers will host the Cowboys at 7.15. Radio coverage can be heard on the Buzz. Join in progress at 8. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Make plans now to be at the Pine Bluff Regional Park Saturday, October 28th for one of the world's largest barbecue championships. It's the annual Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino. Food trucks, sampling, craft vendors, games for the kids, and it's all free for the entire family. And this year's event is headlined by Bluffett featuring the Son of a Sailor Band's tribute to the one and only Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2180. We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. If you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com. Better yet, come see us in Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central. You better get down here to Motorsports Authority. Touchdown! At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Edwards Signature Meatloaf for only $7.49 per pound with twice-baked potatoes for just $4.99 per pound. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs. Even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Blast into a new year with The Rocketman Show, a tribute to Elton John at Oakland's Event Center on January 1st, 2024. The Rocketman Show with Russ Anderson features a night of Elton's greatest hits, incredible costumes, and fierce piano playing on January 1st at Oakland's Event Center. Tickets for The Rocketman Show are available at oakland.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan. Townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Mamel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. Emily and her friends were driving to a party. And they were texting. It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow, get this. Tom's there. (laughs) Nobody likes being stopped by the police. But if I had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket, it just may have saved her life. You drive, you text, you pay. 
A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. I know the last three years people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Acri and Wes Moore. Standing in line to see the show Um... I guess you can say, yeah, early in the week in the sense of you're pissed, right? Uh, you went out there and we went out there, put a performance like there, out there like that, myself. Uh, something you're not proud of, something that, uh, as, as I said before, that you didn't see coming. Didn't see coming at all with just the way that we prepared, um, our confidence level. Uh, so the last thing that we can do is allow that to really linger into the week. So, I mean, yeah, especially having the extra day. I mean, I guess we had the extra day to... To put it behind us, uh, watch the film, whether that been Wednesday, and then come in and, and, and close the book on that and, and move forward to the Chargers, which are a really good team. And you don't have time in this league to have a hangover. And um, even after a game like that, that's disappointing as it is, it's one game, thankfully. It's one game, and uh, we've got to move forward, and we've got to we get a chance to go out here Monday night and, and uh, put a, put a, something else on tape and, and move forward as we get into the, uh, go into this bye week and uh, get ready to build off of that. You- Cowboys got smoked last time out. Big opportunity tonight playing against the Chargers. We'll hear from Justin Herbert in a second. The Cowboys are a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. You can get down on the game tonight and all the others that are happening at oaklawnsports.com. You can set up your app, obviously. If you are an Apple user or an Android user, it makes no difference. And they've got all the lines on all the games. Arkansas installs a seven-point home favorite against Mississippi State this weekend. Big game in the SEC. Tennessee catch at 8.5 on the road at Alabama this weekend. And the biggest game nationally, of course, undefeated Penn State, plus four at undefeated Ohio State. So Big Ten East, not quite supremacy, but certainly a big step forward towards winning the East happening this week. And you get a piece of all the action at uh, Oakland Sports. And if you go to oakland.com, you can find out more about all the th- things that are happening there. Marcus King is coming up. Uh, in about 10 days or so, finally, we've been talking about this concert for quite a while now. Blues Travelers coming up in November. There's some great December shows as well. Brett Michaels among them. So lots of good things to look forward to. Tom Segura, by the way, is officially sold out now. Uh, they added a second show. Um, it says a December 8th show is sold out, but they're showing... Uh, that there's still some availability on the 7th. So they added two shows on the 7th. Now there's one on the 8th, and it's already sold out. So anyway, guys, very popular. Lots of cool things happening at Oaklawn. So we just mentioned it, Justin Herbert and the Chargers trying to get a win tonight. Cowboys favored to get a road victory tonight. Should be a good one for Monday Night Football. Here's Herbert on the matchup. Um, I think it's just another great opportunity to play football. Um, you know, we're, we're the only game of the night. Um, you know, there's or there's a lot of you know excitement for it. So, um, being ready to go and, and getting out there and, and having a good plan, um, you know, I think that's important. But uh, just another opportunity to play football. Didn't really hit on the question of the day today, Christian, but it is uh, a little bit off or out of the ordinary. What was our What was our question today? Yeah, John's here, and I saw his tweet saying he's thinking about turning on the heat uh, and. So I put a question today. Have you turned on the heat yet this year? And I have not. I haven't even thought about it. I woke up and I was a little cold, but you know, like I'll put pajamas on. So you've stolen my content, is what I you've did. Been saying. I stole your content. That's great. Were you going to use that as a question today? Well, now I'm not. <laughs> well, I got you a question today for. Asked it. That's true. I got the question today for tomorrow. Uh, the NFL apparently says they have not ruled out putting a Super Bowl in London. They say, so "quote stupid. It's something that has been discussed." I'd be curious to see how overwhelming the opposition is to that from our listenership. But we can ask that tomorrow as our question of the day, Christian. So write that down. John? Yes? Christian? I won't be here the rest of the week. This is my Friday. One day a week now. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Dear God. <laughs> Fine. Well, Wes, you write it down in your little book then. Okay. All right. Question of the day tomorrow. Super Bowl uh, in London. How do you feel about a Super Bowl in London? John, what's, uh, what's up today? Well, it's uh, Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. So we're going to react to everything, and especially a fifth straight loss by Arkansas, which is great. You know, they did? yeah, I hadn't heard that. It's like almost a uh, deja vu. Is in all the papers this morning, but yeah, uh, try to make sense out of that. And Sam Pittman, of course, met with the media today and had some interesting comments. I don't know, guys, if Rocket Sanders is going to play again this year. I'm just being honest. 
That's like, uh, the theory going around. That's been been floated for sure. Yeah. And I, I guess I would also argue uh, I don't know if it matters at this point. I don't. I don't think it does either. But it's still pretty disappointing because it's like, you know, if he if he hits the transfer portal or something like that. You know, I, I could get it, but it's not like he can just go pro because the NFL is not exactly putting a whole lot of value on running backs, and no one's going to draft him really high. So I don't know. It's it's a really weird situation. Mm-mm. I I read the headline here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It says Arkansas teams tied takes possession of the SEC. And then I read a little further. It's volleyball. My bad. I was so excited for a minute, John, when I read the headline. I thought I thought I uh, dreamt the Arkansas loss the other day, but. You know what? Someday we'll be talking about Arkansas beating Alabama in football, and that'll be neato. It will be great. It will be great. I just hope that, you know, it's sometime. Before you're dead? This, yeah. Or, you know, I'd like to do it in this decade. Like, if they can do it in the 2020s, that would be pretty cool. By the Arkansas uh, volleyball team, by the way, is 17-2 and two now. So they're pretty darn good. Should Seven. be in the top ten when the rankings come out today. I would hope so. They're undefeated in the SEC as well. When Arkansas scored the two-point conversion, did you guys think the streak is coming to an end this year? Arkansas is about to win this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I, I, I it, it was the worst feeling because I just know as soon as they got back into the game, or as soon as the game was 24-6, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm fine. You know, it's whatever. But then they pull you back in, and I was just like, I That's don't know. I don't even know. Out. Yeah, they pull me back in. I don't even know why I even thought. I didn't think it. I was just like, I know they're still going to lose. But, yeah, I I had no feelings or any sort of indication that they were actually going to pull it off. That's where we are. Prove After it to 17 me. years of watching us lose these games, I don't ever think we're going to beat Alabama no matter what it looks like. Until they actually do, I won't believe it. Here's the good news. If you've had enough, uh, we finally get this movie that we've been waiting on forever. Killers of the Flower Moon is out this week, so you could spend your Saturday morning doing that. Um, Jock strapped to Frank Acre, too. I forgot to mention that. Uh, I called my dad. My, Maddox and I were driving. We went to uh, the new Big Bad Breakfast downtown, which just opened up, and it was nice. Um, appreciate what they're doing down there. Another good breakfast spot. But uh called my dad. I said, what are you doing today? He said, I'm watching the Iowa State game for a little while, and then we're going to see the Taylor Swift movie. Mm. I'm like... You're what? What? He's, yeah. And I said, well, who are you going with? She's like, uh, Nancy, my stepmom, and her sister and her, her her daughter and then some of her friends. I was like, so you and a bunch of women? Yeah. And I was like, ah, I think that should tell you everything you need to know. I was like, why are you going today? I'm like, there's like 10 great football games on today. And he said, oh, well, you know, like tomorrow I got church. I said, yeah, but you, the only team you care about the NFL is Kansas City. And they play Thursday. I don't understand what you're doing. Anyway. I don't know what he was thinking about. Did he but dance in the aisles? I don't know about that, but he loved it. Did awesome. he really? Yeah. Frank's become a Swifty. Going on in there. I'm Weird. worried about him. God bless him. God bless him. Anyway, pray for Frank. Pray for Frank, folks. I'm worried about him. He's losing it in his old age. Stay tuned for Out of Bounds. You ain't going to see John Neighbors at the Taylor Swift movie. I can guarantee you that. Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship, presented by Saracen Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations.